today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Rather sad anniversary, uh, the 7th of October. It was uh, one year ago today that uh, Devin Selvin, 14-year-old Devin Selvin at the time, was uh, killed outside Sir Winston Churchill Secondary School in the west end of Hamilton. Uh, stabbed to death uh, right in front of his mother who had uh, come to the school to pick him up. Uh, we talked extensively about this, of course, uh, at the time, and uh, the reverberations from that tragic event, of course, are still being felt in the community. Uh, Hamlet went with this school board, put together a bullying panel to try to talk about bullying, not just at Churchill, but at other schools. Uh, the community, of course, is very concerned about this. And uh, we wanted to, to talk about it one more time because, uh, like I say, the concerns that, that actually led to the tragic death uh, have yet to be resolved. I mean, we still hear many, many examples almost on a daily basis of people who complain about the sorts of bullying that goes on in schools and in neighborhoods and things of that nature. And uh, this was sadly not the first time that uh, Devin had been uh, targeted for something like this. So to that end, we, we want to spend a little bit of time talking with uh, well, actually a couple of folks in the neighborhood uh, who have had a, a big part in helping uh, Sherry Ann Selby, of course, uh, Devin's mother, uh, to cope with this you never get over this i mean that's to be sure but to try to cope with this and to move on and uh, to her credit sherry ann has actually been very very active in trying to do something about bullying and uh, has has been a loud voice in that so uh it's it's wonderful to see something like that i mean you know dealing with the tragedy of the loss of a 14 year old son is is tragedy in and of itself but to actually take that and say well listen we don't want to see this happen to other people uh, we want to make sure that the message gets out there and i know that she's been very vocal as have other folks like uh, kevin ellis of course is a a friend of the family uh, kevin was the guy who uh, organized the uh, the vigil of course uh, just after the death of devin selby last year and uh, is also uh, the founder of the uh, legion for child rights 999th legion for child rights and he joins us on the bill Keller show uh, kevin good to talk with you again uh, on such a sad day i'm glad you could join us for a little while a uh, pleasure, Bill. I mean, uh, I, I really appreciate everything that you do to help us. What's what's going on these days? I mean, we talked about the passion and, and the anger and the angst and, and that, that was happening one year ago, of course, after this tragic incident. Uh, and and you've and, and frankly, so has Sherry Anselby, uh, Devin's mother, uh, tried to be proactive about this and say, as, as tragic as this is, uh, this sends a message and we need to do something about this in community. And we talked about the work that you wanted to get started. One year after that, how is it going? Uh, to be honest with you, Bill, we've I, I believe that we've seen some uh, good progress in a lot of the, uh, the schools, uh, at least within the Hamilton area, the area that I'm directly involved with. And, uh, you know, we're, I can't say that all of the schools have changed their approach to bullying, but the majority of them have. And, you know, we're seeing a, a good response from uh, the principals uh, and from the teachers. Uh, pretty much everyone within side each one of the schools seems to be taking bullying a lot more seriously now than what we were seeing prior to the, to the murder of Devin Salvi. Um, is it perfect? No. Are there problems? Uh, we're, we're, you know, parents still aren't getting the support that they need in some of the schools. Uh, 100% that is still going on. I guess one of the questions we need to ask here is, are they being believed? Because one of the stories we heard constantly from people that are victims of, of, of bullying is that they do report it or try to report it, and it takes a lot of bravery, as you and I talked about last year, to actually come forward and do something like that. But then they get frustrated and they say, well, you know, it's your word against the other persons in situations like that. And that was that was really the case with Devin, too, wasn't it? This was not the first time this, is, this has happened to him. Uh, that's 100% correct as well, that... 
you know, um, one of the biggest uh, concerns for the victim is that when they finally get the strength to come forward and, and speak to the issues and the concerns, because, you know, it is difficult for someone to say that someone else is picking on them, uh, their, their cries for help fall on deaf ears. And, uh, you know, there, there's always that two sides to any story, but uh, until the, the two kids are brought together um, and you can hear both of them tell their sides, you really can't make a determination if somebody's, you know, being untruthful um, or if someone's being uh, actually doing the bullying. And the problem is, is the kids not getting their voices heard, primarily the bully. Um, and, you know, that is still continuing today. Well, and I know that we've had these discussions with the boards of education, not just in Hamilton, but in other regions as well, uh, that when they finally do get those groups together, you know, the bully and the and, and the one who's being victimized in situations like that, nine times out of ten, the response from the, the bully's parents is, no, my, my child wouldn't do that. I mean, you've got to be wrong. This is totally wrong, which has got to be frustrating for the people that are trying to find resolution to this. It's incredibly frustrating. It's it's frustrating for the schools. It's frustrating for any kind of an advocate that's sitting in the room trying to help, uh, and especially for the family of, of the bullies. Uh, p- pardon me, the kids being bullied. Um, you know, as soon as uh, some parents are told that there is an issue with their kids at school bullying another child, that is for probably 80% of the, the uh, complainants, that's the first thing the parents say. It's no way my kid's doing that. You know, you've got the wrong kid. Um, I raised them right. I did this. I did that. And uh, it can't be happening. And, and for them to take that stance without hearing all of the evidence um, is, is difficult on everyone. And all we ever ask anyone, any parent to do is if somebody comes forward with a concern that your child is, is bullying, rather than taking the no way approach, then the, the, the simple question would be to simply say, you know, how can you prove that this is happening? Help me understand, because I'm struggling to, to believe what you're telling me. Even that is far better than just saying, no way. Part of the concern here, though, and is, is maybe a definition, uh, so that the parents uh, on both sides understand exactly what bullying is. I mean, it's, it's not just physical altercations, which can, sadly has happened, and that's what, what, what led to, to Devin's death. But but it, it can be so many other different things that are happening. There's still it's still bullying, whether it's cyberbullying, uh, whether it's taunting, whether it's uh, well, there's a, a long list of things that we could do here. So parents have to have an understanding just how extensive this problem can be. Yeah, and I mean one of the the, the simple ways that uh, the kids are doing it now is they're using intimidation. I mean yeah. I, I know of cases where uh, kids have gone into the principal's office, for example, and you know filed a complaint that they're being bullied. And when the other kids are brought in, they come in playing the innocent angel. Um, and then, you know, as they leave the principal's office and the, the person that was filing the complaint is still sitting there, they'll turn around and they'll make finger gestures at them and, you know, run their finger across their neck, all those types of things. And then when the kid says, look, they're still doing it, they're, they, they're, they're gone, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, so, it's so frustrating because they, the kids today are using everything at their um, at their beck and will to, to try and make things life, make life miserable for other kids. And that's whether it's done, you know, over the phone, if it's done on social media, if it's done in person, um, it's, they're taking every avenue they can find to make life hard for someone. Well, and the threat of intimidation, and you know, and you've heard this a thousand times, I guess, with the work that you've been doing for your child's rights, is that, uh, you know, they'll, they'll tell the, the victim, look, you go and tell somebody, it's going to get even worse for you. Yeah, and and the truth of it is, it does. 
because, you know, when a kid comes forward and, and they say, you know what, if you say anything to anybody, you know, so-and-so is going to get you too, or I'll get five other people to come after you. And when the, the kid says, you know what, I'm going to go in, and they go in and they report it, and then it's not taken seriously, um, you know, the, the, the person that the complaint is filed against comes in, they say, I'm not doing it, and the principal says, okay, well, the two of you behave, and that's the end of it. The, the kid that complained, it just becomes a living nightmare for them. And the kids today are so bold that they'll stand right in front of a, a child's parents and tell the parents where to go. Um, and, and we're talking like kids that anywhere between the ages of 8 and 16 have no, no respect uh, for, for elders anymore. They'll, they'll just say whatever they have on their mind and, you know, they're not concerned at all about any repercussions at home or, or from, from the police or from anyone. Let's talk a little bit about the school environments. Uh, you know, Dev, Devin was, was murdered, as you say, right in front of the school, right in front of his mother, uh, who was ready to, to go and pick him up at that particular day. Uh, we've talked with uh, Manny Figueroa, of course, as the, uh, the head guy for the, the Hamilton Board of Education, and I know they've, they've decided they've installed a panel. They've had some, some meetings about this before the shutdown, of course, and they're still doing them virtually, I guess, to try to, to cover this. Are you, are you satisfied, Kevin, with, the, with the, the work that they're doing to, to try to make the school environment uh, healthier and safer for, for kids? To be honest with you, I am. Um, I, I, at the very beginning, uh, on the first onset of what they were telling us they were going to do, uh, I didn't see any benefit. To, well, you were to, skeptical at the time, I remember, because you yeah. said, hey, I've heard this before, and look what's happening. Of course, it, very much so. I, I, I really didn't think that there was anything that it could, any difference that it could make, but let's be honest, the proof is in the pudding. Um, you know, since, the, uh, since they started these, um, these talks in the schools and people have been coming forward and telling their stories, and uh, pretty much in every one of the schools that we've gone to, there are um, trustees, uh, school board trustees in the meetings. Uh, sometimes some of the print or the teachers will sneak in, you, you know, even though they're asked not to come in. They'll just come in just to hear the stories of, of what the people are saying. And I think it's opened a lot of eyes as to just, you know, how bad it really is inside the schools, not just in Hamilton, but pretty much everywhere where children gather. Um, and I, I think that we are seeing a positive impact and we have to keep moving forward. And, you know, when, when we said that um, Devin's going to be the line in the sand, um, I think we're moving towards that. We're, we're a long ways away, but we've come so far from where we were. And, uh, you know, we need to keep forging forward. And, and we can do that by uh, things like we're doing tonight, you know, with the vigil or, you know, mm -hmm. remembering Devin uh, one year on his, you know, the anniversary of his murder. And, uh, and, you know, we can't let people forget what happened. And, you know, we can't let people forget where we were. This is how bad it was. And do we need to make improvements? Of course we do. Um, but the only way we can make improvements is with cooperation. And that needs to come from uh, the parents on both sides. You know, uh, parents can't just throw their hands up in the air and say, you know, um, it's not my problem. And, and, you know, they need to take the initiative um, sometimes we find that parents will come to the advocates, uh, being in this case the 999th, and they basically want to plop the problem on us and say, you know, I need you guys to help me fix this. And we always push back and say, we're here to help you do what you need to do for your child. 
and and we will guide you in the right direction who to speak to how to speak to them all of those types of things there's so much learning that that's required uh, how to navigate through the process of trying to make things better for your children um, but it's worth it in the end if if parents on both sides of, of the of the problem can listen and and hear what the teachers have to say and what the principals have to say and if you've involved an advocate hear what they have to say and and give everyone an opportunity to to tell their side and 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 try to work together to come to a resolution when you and I talked about this a year ago, uh, just after uh, Devin's m- murder, uh, you made a very good point, point. I think it bears repeating since we're having this discussion for our listeners today, uh, is that uh, there's a responsibility for the parents on both sides, as you mentioned, uh, but we as parents also have to look for the telltale signs because oftentimes the victim does not want to talk about this. They don't want to admit that they're being bullied. Cause, you know, maybe I don't know what it is. You know, they figure, well, it means I'm weak or whatever, which is not the case at all. But we as parents have to look for telltale signs that, that they may be victimized. It could be, you know, they could be lethargic. They could be upset. They could be depressed. They're not sleeping, not eating, not doing well in school. Uh, those are the sorts of things that we as parents have to take as, as, as marks to say, hey, maybe we should have a discussion about this and, and, and show that, you know, we're open to this and, and we want to get to the, to the bottom of this. And that can be a very difficult discussion, but it's very necessary. Yeah, Bill, it is. Uh, the thing of it is, too, is that, you know, parents that are in tune with their children, parents that are in, engaged with them on a regular basis are the ones that notice these the subtle changes, you know, mm-hmm. the the, the sore tummies in the morning, they don't want to go to school and not feeling good, or, you know, the coming home from school because they're sick, uh, you know, the uh, reduction in grades, the, the classes uh, are starting to struggle in every one of their classes, and the grades just aren't as good as they once were. Uh, they're not eating their lunches, they're, they're not eating their dinners, uh, they're not taking care of themselves like they used to, you know, uh, you know grooming themselves the way they did at one time, um, wearing, you know, a lot of clothing, baggy clothing to, to cover up, um, you know, whether it be self-harming marks um, or whether it be bruises from someone else or, uh, you know, the there's always these camouflage things that the kids try to do because, like you said, uh, a lot of the kids think that, you know, bringing forward that you're being bullied um, is a weakness in it, and it absolutely isn't. It's a strength, and it's it's such a strength for these kids that do find the power to come forward and just say, you know what, enough's enough. I don't deserve this, and I'm not going to tolerate it anymore, and I'm going to stand up to it. And and those are the kids that we, we 100% need to get behind and help and, and let them know that they're not alone and and fight for them and sure if the parents that these kids come forward to really aren't sure how to navigate um reach out to to an mm-hmm. advocacy group the 999th is not the only one in the city um we're we're one of many um but you know all they need to do is is know that ask for help and help will be there and and look on social media and and try those avenues of finding someone that can uh, bring at least a little bit of knowledge to you in an area that you might be a little gray in. Because if your child needs help and, and you don't pick up on it, sometimes they they resort to, to harming themselves. And if you don't catch that in time, that can spiral out of control as well. Exactly. And, Listen, you know, I, got, I got less than a minute left here. You mentioned the vigil. I just want po- folks to know that there is a, a, a vigil going on tonight, obviously because of COVID and, and restrictions. It's going to be a little bit different, but maybe you could explain that for, for our listeners. 
Yeah, this, uh, tonight we're just going to be doing a, a very short vigil, um, a candlelight vigil with the family and a few invited um, uh, present, present presenters. Pardon me. Um, you know, we're going to have an Aboriginal drummer. We're going to have a singer, um, and we plan to keep it uh, less than fifteen minutes. We are asking the public to please stay away. If uh, if you suspect where it is, please don't show up. Uh, we must keep the numbers less than 25 uh, for legal reasons. And the last thing we want to do is have any one of the Salvi's families getting arrested today because we broke the law. So please let us do what we're doing. We will be uh, putting it up live on Facebook. Um, follow any one of our feeds, and, uh, and you should be able to follow along online. Kevin, as always, thanks so much for this, uh, not just for today, but for the great work that uh, you and your organization are doing on a daily basis with this. Let's stay in touch. And our best to Sherry Ann, too. Thank you, sir. Take care. Kevin Ellis, of course, uh, vigil organizer and, of course, uh, the founder of the 999th Legion for Children's Rights. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.